Pentagon. Mm -hmm. So I was because I was with him there. I wasn't able to watch yesterday, but y'all talked about the two parts of life. Yes, sir. And uh, so today we want uh, some questions, Q and A, on the two parts of life. And uh, basically, if you've never heard about the two parts of life, this is really a series uh, that the Lord led me to do. And and after I got this. I actually had to come to the church and repent for it because I had been living and teaching it wrong for yeah. quite some time. And when I saw this, I literally said, guys, I just want to apologize to you because I've been doing this wrong and I didn't know yeah. it till now, yeah. but I repent. And um, because one of the things, the basis of the two parts of life is part one is that God gives love to us, right? And part two is we give love back to God. Yeah. And so part one, God gives us love. Part two, we give love back to God. Most of the time in our life, we're doing everything we can. If we love God, we're doing everything we can to give to love him without receiving his love first, mm -hmm. without receiving it. And because of that, the word teaches us that faith is empowered by love. All of our actions is empowered by his love. It says in 1 John, we love because he first loved us. So in other words, if we, and watch this, not just that his love is available, if we have not received his love, we have no power to love him back and do those things. So I watch a lot of times as people are holding the world you know, people that don't know God, that aren't born again, that, that aren't walking with him, and they're holding them accountable to God's morality. Yeah. That's never going to work. It's yeah. never going to work. But see, we bring that into the church as well, and we want to be, we want to punish ourselves because we, you know, we want to like pay a price. Yeah. And the issue is, and I think this is where God said, uh, and started talking to me about, uh, you know, faith isn't a price. Your actions aren't a price. There's, there's only been one price paid that was worth it, and that was the life of Christ. And you will never pay anything higher than that. Yeah. You'll never pay anything higher. So to think that I need to do something over and above the price he paid to get forgiveness, okay? that I need to do something by the law over and above the price he paid is wrong. Yeah. I don't do things to pay a price. I do things because I love them. And that changes everything. Yeah. I'm not doing things to try and you know, get forward. I'm not, I'm not paying a price to get ahead. There, there's a cost to our flesh in certain things, but that cost is involved in loving on, on the Lord. But it's not paying a price to get ahead. No, God gives us the blessing to get ahead, and it comes through his love. He loves me, part one, and then I love him back. And you'll yeah. notice that it says it's the goodness of God that leads men to repentance or leads men to change. It's yeah. his goodness not his legalistic punishment, yeah. right? It's not a legalistic condemnation. It's his goodness that leads people to change. And so one of the things, to, to give you an idea of how, of how I used to operate in this was, let's say that you messed up, right? Well, because I had been constantly working on myself for years, generally when you mess up, 
Like I can give you what I call the list. Okay, you did this wrong. Number two, you did this wrong. Number three, you did this wrong. Number four, you did this wrong. Mm-hmm. Now fix these things and you won't face that problem again, yeah. right? And uh, But the issue is what I'm teaching you to do is to give and pay a price out of a legalistic yeah. system instead of actually teaching you what the Bible says. And so I would, you know, when somebody would come to me and say, they would come to me and say, what did I do wrong? I don't know what I did wrong. I used to think, oh, this is a great moment because now finally they've humbled themselves and they want to know what's wrong and how to fix it, right? Yeah. And so I would I would be like, well, here you go. Here's one, two, three, four, and I'd give them the list. And you'd be excited giving them the list. Well, I'd be excited giving them the list, but... The, for their benefit. Thank yeah, you. for their benefit, but I thought that's what I was supposed yeah. to do. And the issue is, uh, basically, the, the issue is I was waiting for them to get to the place of humility where they would ask. Yeah. Because I knew that if I tried to tell them ahead of that, that would never work because I'd, I'd tried that earlier, too, and uh, that didn't work. And so then I was waiting for people to say, help me. Right. And as soon as they would say, I need help, I realize I've missed it. I need this help. And I'd be like, praise God, you know. And so then all of a sudden it's pressing on your shirt. I I saw you looking down. Here, (laughs) it's touching your shirt. That's what part of what's been causing that. So one of the things was I was waiting (laughs) for people to get to the place of humility where they would ask. Okay, Mm -hmm. but the issue is that. When I, what would I do? I would give them basically the list or legalism or the law. Yeah. So they're thinking, if I do this, this will be blessed. Yeah. That's the law. That's not, that's not righteousness. Now, that doesn't mean that they don't need to change those things. What it means is they're doing those things to try and pay a price to have life go right. And that's opposite of this New Testament. That's the opposite of it. And I went, because we do those things because we love God. That's always our why. That's always these. This series changed so many lives when we went into it because people realized, oh my goodness, I've been doing this wrong. So now here's the thing. They try to give out of themselves. But here's what they're missing. They've They've missed the empowering love that will empower them to love God. Yeah. We love because he first loved us. In other words, without his love, without receiving his love, we don't have the love to give. We keep trying to do it out of our strength, out of our own legalism, out of yeah. our own need to feel like we got to pay a payment or pay a penalty or a penance. We, we got to do it out because we're condemned, because we, we're wrong, and, and I know I'm wrong, and so we try to pay it out of that. But the issue is we've never received the, the power to do it. Yeah. And so I would wait till somebody would basically say that, and I would be like, oh, goody, and then I'd give them the list. And I'd watch over a long period of time, the very disciplined ones would would have some success. But it seemed to me to be taking a a really long time, and it didn't seem to be working all the time very well at all. And I went, something's not right here. And the Lord led me to this two parts of life. And he said, the issue is you're, you're teaching people 
to give before they've received God's love and forgiveness. Mm -hmm. You're teaching them to give, and they have nothing that's empowering. <laughs> but if it's the goodness of God that leads men to change, if you can get them to receive, if you can get them to receive God's goodness, you know, kind of from heaven to us, then their heart will be driven to repentance, yeah. and they'll actually want to change. And so I can remember I had a couple of different instances, one that sticks out, and I'd just gotten this revelation, and there was somebody that came to me and said the words that I always was looking for, like, I realize I probably messed up. Do you know what I did? And I need your help. And I was like, I used to, I was like, yay, glory to God, you know? And then I'd give them the list. Well, here's the thing about the list. On the list, the word is very clear. If you don't do all points of the law, you're guilty of all. So let's say the list was, you know, uh, stop hiding your emotions. You know, um, the list was um, don't run from your problems and, and, you know, face them, you know, get to the root of them and communicate, right? I'm and, laughing because th th this was my list well, many I was, times. I, I wasn't going to tell them that. I was just I using that. That's why so, I'm smirking. I'm yeah. like, oh, that's mine. <laughs> but let's say, here's the thing. According to some scriptural legalities, yeah. if you stopped running from the problem, did this, but you didn't communicate, yeah. if you're guilty of one, you're guilty of all. Yeah. So all the other ones don't even matter because you're still guilty. And that's the issue. In this corrupted flesh, we could never be perfect. Yeah. And if we miss one, we're going to miss them all. We're going to miss them all. And so I was watching people try and miss because I was leading them to legalism. Yeah. I was leading them to pay a penalty, pay a price, right? I was leading them right back into the law, and it wasn't working. And so I had I had gotten revelation of this, and I said, okay, I need to change this. Somebody came to me and said, hey, I think, I think I missed it. I need your help. Help me locate this. And I went, okay. I'll, and this was the hardest thing for me. Oh, my goodness. Because I'm like, I wanted to give them the list right then. They, they told me that. I was like, here's the list. Here's what you did. I know what you did. <laughs> you know, that legalism in me. I know what you did. You missed this. You missed this. You missed this. You missed this. <laughs> You know, almost like, take that, you know, and I wanted to give them that list. Mm -hmm. And I said, no, I'm not going to do that. Matter of fact, I was on the phone and I said, I said, let me call you back in just a minute. <laughs> <laughs> let, me, let me call you back in just a minute. Because I was like, I've never been in this position. I don't know what to tell them. And uh, so I said, let me let me call you back in just a minute. So I got off the phone and said, all right, Lord. Show me how to minister this. Yeah. Because I've not been doing it this way. I've been giving people the list. And, uh, and I want this is, and I've watched this happen multiple times now, many times. This is how you do it. He, I got back on the phone. I said, listen, I said, odds are you probably missed a few things. I said, but what I want you to do for right now is forget about that. Set all of that to the side. Mm -hmm. Set all of it to the side. Don't worry about it. And here's why. Isn't God's love big enough? My, so my only ministry to them was to get the love of God to them. Mm -hmm. Right? My ministry was to get them to receive the love of God. And I believed, according to the word, that would change everything. Yeah. 
But you've got to receive the love of God. See, if you're in condemnation, you can't receive the love of God. If you haven't forgiven yeah. yourself, you can't receive the love of God. So I've got to get them to receive the love of God. I've got to get them to drop the condemnation, repent if they need to repent. Of course, that's, that's scriptural, <laughs> repent. But if you repent, it's done. Mm -hmm. It's done. If it's a true heart repentance, there's no going on for days and days with yeah. it. No, it, you repent, it's done. Yeah. It's, it's done. It, it should be. It's done in God's heart. The issue is, is it done in our heart? Yeah. That's the issue. Because if we can't properly repent and get freedom from condemnation and punishment, then are we receiving the love of God? No. And so if you can't receive the love of God, then you're not going to have any power yeah. to change things. You're not going to have any power to, you know, do the list because you love God. It's not going to be there. Yeah. And so I said, okay. So I said, listen, I know you probably think you missed some things, and you, odds are you probably did. I said, however, I, want, I don't want you to focus on that right now. What I want you to focus on is this. I want you to focus on is God's love big enough to cover you, whether you missed it by accident or on purpose or didn't miss it at all, is God's love big enough to reach down in your situation and pull you out of yeah. it? Yeah. Well, he's already proven that. He proved that even when it was completely our fault in Romans 5, verse 6, 8, and 10, he proved that even when it was completely our fault, we were helpless, we were sinners, and we were enemies of God, that's when Christ died for us. Yeah. So even if it was 100% our fault, that's his heart towards us. I want to help you. I want to, you know, Hebrews 4, I want to help you in your time of need. So he proved to us whether it was our fault or not, he wants to get his love. God's heart is he wants to get his love in our lives yeah. and make a difference. He wants to save us. He wants to deliver us. And so I've got to release what I think my part is to him, ask him for forgiveness, and repent means to change my way of thinking, change my way of doing things, and I've got to move into a place where I can receive his love. Yeah. And so I, I told the person, I said, forget about that for a second. Let's just receive his love. Isn't his love bigger than our mess-ups? Isn't his love bigger than our mess-ups? It is. I said, so right now, I just want you to receive his love. I just want you to receive his love. So just get receptive and receive his love. And I started praying, and I could feel it. We were on the phone, but I could feel the love of God pouring yeah. into the situation. It filled up that person. It completely changed their outlook on it. The love of God empowered them. And I was like, glory to God, yeah. glory to God. Well, the very next thing that happened was we prayed because healing, physical healing needed to take place. Well, guess what? Once love had been received, healing flowed. Amen. Healing flowed just like that and, and was there. So I was, look, I was having seeing a loss of power at certain times. This was the key to that power. I've got to get people receiving the love of God. Yeah. Yes, they need to repent. Yes, they need to change things. But in order, they, a proper repentance is a reception of his forgiving love so that I can receive his blessing love, right? Mm -hmm. If I can receive his forgiving love, that'll make me available for his blessing love. And now healing can flow, all of that power yeah. can. But I've got to forgive myself. 
And I've got to let God forgive me. And I've got to trust that he will do that no matter how much I messed up. And he instantly, the power of God came in and healed. And then that love there, the goodness of God leads men to repentance. The next thing was, what can I change? Now, see, now we're asking that question. Now, the, the, the problem's already solved. Mm-hmm. So now I don't need the list to solve the problem. Mm-hmm. But now the person wanted to solve it because the love of God had been poured out in their heart. And now the love of God and love for him, yeah. part two, is starting to happen. They said, what can I do to change? God loves me that much. I want to change yeah. this. Right? And so instantly I saw the love of God ministered and received the power of God also released, and I saw the person empowered to do that thing. Yeah. And that was the basis of the two parts. Life has a lot to do with righteousness, uh, repentance, and freedom from condemnation, freedom from sin, and receiving that, but also getting it inside of us that we love God because he first loved us. Matter of fact, in 1 John, it also says, if you do not love you do not know God, yeah. right? In other words, what that's saying there is you can't love. You cannot love without having received love. And that'll help a lot of marriages because and, and relationships because a lot of people are trying to love their spouse and they've not received Christ as their Savior. You don't have the ability. Mm-hmm. You don't even have the ability and they're wondering what's going wrong. That's what's wrong. You've got to get Jesus in there yeah. because his reception of his love is what will empower your relationship. Yeah. So uh, with that, I want to ask what questions you have about that. Y'all may have some. But then, you know, I have... I had another situation less than a week later where something else happened and uh, it was kind of tragic, you know, thing. I went over and the truth is uh, that tragedy probably came because of the actions of, of the people. But I went over there and I went to the same thing. Isn't God bigger than what just happened? Yeah. Let's receive his love right now. And the love of God poured down into that house and and all of a sudden, and healing came in mentally, and and healing and restoration came in. And then all of a sudden, before I left, they're like, well, what can we do, yeah. right? Because now the situation's healed and handled, but that, re- that love and the goodness of God leads people to change. Yeah. So once we get people to uh, remove the blockages from forgiveness... They can receive the forgiveness love of God. Once they have received that forgiveness, they're in right standing. And in right standing, they can receive the blessing, right? And so it's just getting people to receive that love, part one, and then part two, the power of God will flow and they'll love on God. Yeah. Amen. I think uh, yesterday this got brought up, and I, I don't know if I've asked you this recently or not, But I would be interested to know how you grew yourself while ministering to people. And here's kind of the context of my question. I know I'm not a pastor, but I... One second. Is there audio now? There is audio. Okay, good, good. All right, go ahead. Uh, Like, I know I'm not a pastor, but I am a leader in the church. And at different points, I've been able to watch people and... I've, I have found myself wanting to give a list as well because I see this would be so helpful. Like these things would be so good. And you've told me multiple times, 
don't necessarily look at position, look at the direction they're headed in. And my flesh has been like, but I want, I want everyone to go faster so we can do yeah. the work right. And like, this has been a huge growing opportunity for me as I'm, as I'm learning how to minister more. Yeah. And I'd like to know for you, how did you continue to let your heart be softened to this and not get frustrated, but trust the Lord. Does that kind of make sense? What I'm asking? Yeah. Um, well, the first thing is you have to receive that love for yourself. Yes. So for me to minister, I had to receive part one, uh, myself. So, you know, if I didn't receive that, yeah. if I didn't receive that love, how good would I be at dishing that love out? Yeah. So, Anyway, I want to uh, tell Michael, it looks like it's working in other places, Michael. So maybe uh, check what you got going on there personally with whatever you're watching on. It looks like the sound is good uh, here. So thanks for letting us know, though. Um, so one of the things is I needed to get myself receiving that love. You know, the first thing I needed to do was repent for myself and yeah. change my way of thinking. And those two examples that first week after I got that revelation— Help me to see, uh, help me to see actually what, that it worked and it worked better than anything I've been doing for years as a pastor. Yeah. Um, the issue is remembering it. You yeah. know, when you had been in that habit of condemnation and giving people the list. Sure. Uh, you know, and so when I'm, when I'm ministering to people and you'll hear me say that many times, like it doesn't really matter how you got here. Uh, those things can be important to you and you can learn from them, but let's not focus on what you did wrong right at first. Now, again, we don't want to chronically be wrong right. and we shouldn't. We, we reap what we sow. So we, you know, the Lord will point those things out to us, but I don't change them because I'm trying to get the blessing necessarily. Right. I change them because I love God. See, love of God has to be at the root of everything that we do. Not, I want more. Not, I want to operate in more anointing. I want to see more souls. Yeah. You know, I want to have more rewards in heaven even. You know, it's, that's not why we do stuff. We do that because we love Him. Mm -hmm. And so when we're doing it to pay a price for something, we get on the wrong side. We get on a legalistic side and he instantly we step into condemnation yeah. because we're not going to be able to do everything right. So you know, now, and I'm not saying that you can't go without sin. You can. I'm just saying that odds are you're probably going to miss it along the line. As soon as you do, you basically become guilty of yeah. all. So, but when I do things, look at the first commandment of God. What's the first commandment? Do everything I told you to do. In the New Testament, is the first commandment, do everything I told you to do and don't miss it? Mm -mm. What's the first and greatest commandment? Love the Lord your God. With Love all your the heart. Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, right? And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. So when I actually will fulfill that commandment, then I fulfill all of the law. Yeah. So, you know, the thing to do is, you know, one is to teach people, hey, don't do this because it needs doing. Yeah. Do it because you love God, right? Don't don't just make it a list. Don't just make it a you got to check it out. Lord, I love you. And see what happens is some people say, "Well, you're you're teaching people you're teaching people, you know, uh, a lack of responsibility." No. 
Actually, if they'll get a hold of loving God, they'll work harder than anybody else because they're doing it for him. They'll actually be more responsible and they'll carry more power Mm -hmm. because of that. Yeah. I don't know if that answered your question, but it's... (laughs) (laughs) So you talked about making sure that you were receiving the love of God. How do you determine if you are receiving the love of God? How do you even know... Yes, I am. I am being receptive of that, or no, I am not really being receptive of the yeah. love of God. Well, I, when you have the love of God operating in your heart, you're going to have a peace. There's going to be a peace about you. In other mm-hmm. words, things just don't bother you as much. You know, um, it doesn't mean that things won't come up, but even if things come up, there'll be a peace about you. Yeah. You know, you remember just a couple of weeks ago when our dog got hit by a car. You know, even in that moment, there was a peace in that yeah. moment. Uh, when we went to Carowinds and I lost my wallet, right? I still had a peace in yeah. that moment. All those things worked out, you know, and that's just it. So what am I doing? I'm receiving that love. And watch this. When I mess up, when I miss it, right, I need to make sure I get to the place of peace and rest. So I've got to repent. You go into First John and confess those things. He is faithful and just to forgive us. Yeah. And if he forgives us, he casts that thing into the sea of forgetfulness, you know, as far as the east is from the west. So if I don't forgive myself and get myself in, if I can't relieve myself and the pressure from myself, then I think I know more about my problems than God does. Well, he saw my problem did something about it, and then said, I forget about it. Yeah. Well, if, if I don't do that, then I'm in pride. I'm, I'm in straight-up pride thinking that, no, it's too big, and I've been too bad. You know, yeah. Not too bad to God, because he saw all of that. You know, Every problem that we will ever have in our life, he saw on the cross and said, I will pay for that. So even if I mess up in the future, he's already seen that. Now, that doesn't mean I should mess up. It doesn't mean that, I, that there's not consequences to certain sure. things. But I do need to receive. I need to repent of those things. And I need to, which repent means I totally change direction. I'm not doing it anymore. I mean that in my heart. But repentance also means I receive that forgiveness for it. Because if I don't receive that forgiveness for it, then I haven't actually repented. Yeah. You see, a lot of people, they think if they say a prayer, they've repented. But repentance is not just a change in action and in thought, but it's a change in action and thought and a reception of that forgiveness. Yeah. And if I don't have reception of that forgiveness, I'm going to be in turmoil. And my heart, my heart, my mind's going to be in confusion. It's going to be out of peace and out of rest. And that is an indicator that I haven't received that love. But when I've received that love, I can just step right into that, and it'll be—it's beautiful. I've—I've I've literally had a moment. I've had multiple moments since I've learned this. I've literally had a moment where I messed up. I knew I messed up, uh, and I asked the Lord for forgiveness. And literally, from one second to the next, it went from turmoil in my heart to peace in my heart. That's how quick it can be. And actually, that's how quick it should be. But the issue is the devil has spent a lifetime for most of us telling us how bad we are, how much we screwed up, how much we're not worthy, and all we focus on, we ask the Lord to forgive us, but for the next week, the next month, all we're thinking about is how much we suck. Yeah. 
you know, and, and I, I know that's a strong word, but we need to get a hold of that. We need to get a hold. That's the devil. Stop thinking that way. Yeah. You know, stop thinking like that. No, if God said, I see your sin and I forgive it, then receive that forgiveness. Forgive yourself and receive the love of God. Because if you're not re receiving forgiveness, you're not in position to receive his love. Yeah. And that's what you need to help bring you out of that thing. You've got to get in position to receive your love. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I think for me, one of the things that I don't think, I know this has been something I've done, you and I have talked about it recently, um, has been instead of receiving the love of God, my flesh's ditch has been if I've missed it, then what my flesh has tried to do is then demonstrate worthiness. So, like, there have been things where I missed. That's a, that's a great example. Keep going. So, like, I've... On a list of things to do, I did seven of them and missed the eighth one. Yeah. So the eighth one gets brought up and immediately like condemnation or shame or whatever that feeling would try to be would come in. Yeah. And so the action I would take instead of, I've done this so many times, instead of saying, you know what, I missed that. I am, I am sorry. Uh, repent, yeah. receive forgiveness and keep trucking. What I would do is I would say, well, I missed the eighth. But here's all the other seven things I did do. I want you to see that I did these parts right. Yeah. Because I want you to be, specifically you, like as my yeah. pastor and my boss and leader and so many things. Um, I wanted you to see. But I did these ones. <laughs> like, still be pleased with me. But yeah. it wasn't even a question of whether you were pleased with me or not. Right. You may have, like been irritated that I had missed something. Yeah. But it, my, you told me just the other day that my righteousness and relationship with the Lord, with you, with Pastor Nicole, none of it's determined by what I have messed up. Like yeah. my value doesn't change and action may need to be corrected yeah. at some point, but with the Lord, it doesn't lessen or, or gain because I've missed it somewhere. Yeah. He still views me through the lens of you are righteous, you are worthy, you are called. Yes. And I thought that it would decrease. Yeah. Everything I missed, it would go down. It would yeah. go up. Your fruitfulness may decrease sure. and your peace can sure. decrease. But your value doesn't, you know, um, you might not be able to do the same things if you don't correct that course. Yeah. But your value to the Lord. And so a lot of times we look at our ultimate value when we've messed up. We look at our ultimate value and think, oh, my goodness, God doesn't love me anymore. Yeah. And, and pastor won't love me anymore and all this kind of stuff. And they're just going to hate me. And it's like that's like the worst slap in the face. Yeah. You do. No. I saw you at your worst, yeah. and I still love you, yeah. you know, and that's the way God is. And so for us to think that way, that that God is so flippant, yeah. that he just goes back and forth every time we mess up, and all of a sudden, like, oh, oh, my goodness, you know, he's in heaven like, oh, I love him so much. Oh, my goodness, I hate him. Oh, I love him so much. Oh, I hate him. You know, yeah. that that's ridiculous, and it's, yeah. and it's a horrible thought about his character, yeah. you know. If if I see if I see Luke mess up, I'm not upset that that he messed up. I'm upset that he thought it was okay. Yeah. That he that he thought that was the right thing. But I know that he'll change it yeah. because of his heart and who he is. But my job is to help lead him down that path. I don't love him less because sure. he, he messed up, you know. A while back he got, like when he first went to school, all of a sudden he started lying. You know, I of course didn't like that. 
And, but I knew he would change it. I knew that he would get over that. And, um, but it was my job to teach him that. But my love for him didn't diminish. Yeah. I just needed to bring him through that so that he wouldn't be doing the same thing. Well, and I think for me, like specifically what it's been is I've had so many different relationships in my life that have left or have gone, like yes. there have been hurt attached to people. Yes. So the fear was if I'm not doing or earning enough, yeah. they will leave. And yeah. I, I attributed that characteristic to the Lord. Yeah. So what I was trying to prove was... I did the seven. I missed the one. I wasn't fruitful here, but I was fruitful here. I was yeah. I was trying to do this for you to to keep to him justify. and yeah. to maintain that relationship yeah. with you, with George, with Pastor Cole, yeah. with the Lord, and that it was all fear based. And the more yes. I've allowed him to reveal to me, that's a fear and I'm not in fear. Yeah. Trust me with this. He's just kept revealing his goodness and his mercy. The best thing you can ever do, like with me, and I've learned this, I would say, from the Lord is if you miss it, just say, hey, I missed it. I'm yeah. sorry. It's like and then we're like, okay, we can go on. It's like you know? this morning. Pastor called me this morning and he's like, hey, do you remember when I asked you to do this? And I had no memory on the phone. <laughs> and so I, I told him, I'm like, nope, <laughs> I don't. He's like, you don't remember me saying X, Y, Z? Nope, <laughs> I sure don't. <laughs> and I ordinarily, like my flesh, I... I didn't panic, but ordinarily Good. my flesh would have been like, oh, no. Yeah. And, but you were like, okay, well, let's just make this happen. And so yeah. I, I made it happen. I called Abby. She helped out. And I yeah. sent a message. I'm like, I, I remember now what you asked me to do. I completely missed it. I'm so yeah. sorry. And your response was, you're completely okay. Yeah. Or you're completely yeah, it's, fine. No, it's not a problem. It just, okay, we missed it and let's yeah. fix it. And yeah. let's move on. Like, I'm not mad at you or anything yeah. like that, you know. Matter of fact, if you wouldn't have brought it up, probably wouldn't have thought about it ever, ever again. Yeah. You know, it's it's just, okay, things need to be handled and, and that kind of stuff. But that's a proper leader is that it's, okay, you missed it. Well, I've missed it. Sure. <laughs> I, I've missed it plenty, you know, I probably plenty this week, you know, plenty I don't know. I don't know. But it, I'm not trying to, but I could have forgotten something, you yeah. know. And um, so it's one of those things where we have to... We have to see that just because we miss it, God doesn't break relationship. I think the understanding of covenant is so very important in this because God is a covenant God. Yeah. Our society will burn a bridge at the drop of a hat. Yep. I mean, I've watched people be like, nope, never talking to them again. And they'll go the rest of their life and never talk, here, talk to that person. Here's the other thing. Even if God said, I want you to go witness to them because you're going to save them for eternity, they wouldn't do it because yeah. they burnt that bridge and they're so hard-hearted towards that. Yeah. As a society, we are so we have been so quick to burn bridges and be hard-hearted and unforgiving, which is a marker of unsaved people. Yeah. Not and and our society has taught us that. But here's the worst part of it: our society. Even our leaders have been like that. And the, the problem with that is in every leadership position, you're painting a picture of how God is. And so yep. just what you said is I attributed God's character to that. Yeah. And I thought God was like that, would just drop me at the drop of a hat. God's not dropping you. Mm -hmm. If he was going to drop you, he would have done did it. 
If he was going to drop you, he already would have done yeah. it. He's got plenty of reasons to do that. <laughs> Trust me. He would have dropped us already. He's not dropping. Yeah. He loves, he's already said this statement. I love you with an everlasting love. Yeah. That's a love that doesn't stop. It's unconditional. No matter what you do, he's going to love us. Yeah. He's going to love us. He's going to love. Now, we may be in hell if we don't receive Jesus, but he'll still love people that are in hell. Yeah. He's going to love them, right? This, this is the thing is he, he's going to love them. That's what breaks God's heart is to see his people separate, yeah. you know, separated from him because he doesn't want them. He wants them in his presence. He wants them in those places where they're blessed. He wants yeah. them blessed, but he's going to love us with an everlasting love. That's why he's going to correct us. And we should take the correction, not because we're trying to get higher, but because we love God. Yeah. If we'll make loving God our first pursuit, ever all the blessings fall into place. Yeah. Right? So if I want to be more blessed, just focus more on loving God. Amen. Just focus more on that. And so one of the things I want to see is this, you know, as we were talking, I think that was, if you can look at two different parts of your life, not the two parts of life, but like two different sides of who you are. Mm -hmm. You have who you are in the spirit and you have the actions that you're doing in the flesh and in your mind, right? And what we do, and, and this is a big deception, we, we are a person with three parts. We have the spirit, soul, and body. So let's put the flesh and the soul in together as one and the spirit over here. All right, so in the flesh and the soul, and the reason I put those together is the errors that we make are flesh decisions yeah. made in the soul. Yeah. Made in the, the soul is the mind, will, and emotion. So when we make mistakes, it's what we do in the flesh and the soul. But in the spirit, when we're born again and we know Jesus, this is Second uh, Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Therefore, if anyone uh, is in Christ... He is a new creature. King James says a new creation, a new creation. The old things have passed away. Behold, new things have come. These, these are all from God. Then it goes on to verse uh, 21. He made Jesus who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf so that we might become the righteousness of God yeah. in Christ, yeah. in him, right? We are the right, when we know Jesus, our, our spirit man that used to be uh, unrenewed becomes the righteousness of God in Christ. Yeah. Now, I want you to see something. When we mess up here, you know, temporarily, I mean, if you continue in sin, you can get to the place where you deny Christ and lose that salvation. We did a whole series, or a thing on what is the unpardonable sin. If you haven't seen that, it's very important to know that. But if you if you get over here and you sin temporarily or you miss it temporarily, that doesn't change the spirit man. The yeah. only way it changes the spirit man is if you completely go down the road to the place where your heart is hardened and you deny Christ. That's yeah. the only way your spirit man. Your spirit man is the righteousness of God in Christ no matter what this guy does. After you're born again, no matter what this guy, that doesn't change. God still sees you. God still values you. Now, the issue is you 
whatever a man sows, that will he also reap. Yeah. And so fellowship with God and the blessing of God can be broken. Yeah. That can be broken. But what I want you to see is this. Now, when we go into 1 John chapter 1 and verse 9, it says, But if we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Yeah. So we become like we're born again. Everything's set right. All we have to do is confess our sins, which is a part in context of the whole Bible. We yeah. confess and we repent, and all of a sudden, we're just like we're born again again, just in a split second. Mm -hmm. it, it's not, we have to, all right, you're going to have to pay a price for a few months, and then you'll get back on track. Right. No, no, it's not like that. He is faithful and righteous. You just confess it. Lord, I missed it. I will not do this again. Yeah, Patricia says, thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. We, we do that, and instantaneously, we are walking in the fullness of that righteousness again. When we first get born again, we you know how it feels a lot of times. It's just like, oh, glory to God. I feel so good. And we're made completely righteous. We're, yeah. we're in proper fellowship with God. We're in that place of righteousness. But when we miss it, the devil wants us to think that we're, we got to take that for years and months. Now, the issue is you need to honestly repent and confess those sins. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people, and, and this is the difference between godly sorrow and worldly sorrow, Worldly sorrow is sad that you got caught right. and you have a price to pay for it. Right. Godly sorrow leads men to repentance, which means they actually change. So what I was doing, I'm changing that. So let's say that you lied about something. Let's say that I lied and you caught me in the lie. And then you'd, you'd say, yeah, and I'd be like, oh, man, I wish they wouldn't have caught me in that lie. This is awkward and this is bad. That's worldly sorrow. They're, now they're not going to think as much of me, and I wish that wasn't the case. Yeah. I'm not sorry for lying. I'm sorry because I got caught. Mm -hmm. That's worldly sorrow. That's worldly sorrow. Godly sorrow says, you know, oh, man, I got caught. I, I recognize sometimes people are doing things. They don't even realize they're doing it. They're just deceived. Yeah. They find themselves in a position. They're like, why am I doing this? And they find themselves... Godly sorrow says, oh, man, I shouldn't be lying. Yeah. Lord, I'm, I am, I'm making a commitment to you right now. I will never lie again with my heart. Lord, I commit to you. I'm not doing that again. That's not who I am. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. Yeah. That's who I am. Lord, I repent over that. I will. And they have a true heart repentance instantaneously where they missed it and were in sin and they disconnected fellowship and blessings with God, instantly that flips back to righteousness yeah. and now they're righteous again. Yeah. And they're walking in that. And that that's a split second. Like it doesn't take three months. It doesn't take two years to get that done. It's yeah. a split second. You just got to take it and receive that forgiveness. But what I found is most people don't know how to do that. They don't know how to receive they will pay a price. They feel like they got in corruption. When we got a corrupted flesh because of sin, there, one of the things that the devil has really taught well in the world is that you need to pay a price for that. And you'll see people that are completely righteous, but they feel like they feel like 
they got to pay a price for the next few months over this because they missed it. Yeah. That is not true. It's contrary to the word of God. Now, there may be, you know, the, you know whatsoever man sows, that shall he also reap. They could set in, in action a course of events. In other words, so take, for instance, a guy goes out and robs a bank. All right, he can repent. He's made righteous. He's right back in fellowship. But if he robbed a bank and he's going to get called, he's going to go serve jail. He's setting in motion a course of events. He's going to reap that yeah. physically what he sowed, right? But if he will repent and be made righteous, he's now back in fellowship and he's also due the mercy of God. And he can start praying, Lord, show me your mercy. But that means real, he's not just trying to escape it. Yeah. He he's receiving mercy because he truly has repented yeah. in that way. And and so that thing can be lessened and that has happened to a lot of people, right? And so we want to plead the blood of Jesus and fall under his mercy, but the first thing is we have to receive part 1, the love of God, his forgiveness and receive yeah. that forgiveness for ourselves and and remove let loose that condemnation, let loose that weight, right? Amen. Amen. I had someone, I just remembered, I realized it, but um, receiving forgiveness has been something that's been very interesting for me to learn because I've wanted to pay a price so much. Right. And I remember that I actually had um, a lot of experiences with someone who they would, um, so many times, they would ask for forgiveness and then literally like within like a couple minutes, they would do what they just asked for forgiveness was. Yeah. And I learned long time ago to not to not like like to not forgive instantly because it needed to be proved and not to and like I think probably partly I've done that with myself. I've created that as a system of you don't just receive forgiveness instantly. You have to wait. You have to wait until the actions prove it. Yeah. Out, and it's not just something it's so not you would, it's not magical you just that's so how you I would hold it. yourself in condemnation until you had proof of change mm -hmm. but is that faith no it didn't work no it doesn't work <laughs> i can tell you it doesn't work, it doesn't work. so the now and here's why it's exactly the two parts of life you never received full forgiveness so you didn't have love to empower you to change you see, and that's why the two parts of life is so powerful is, and, and that is a great look at that. So in other words, now, even mentally, let's say that you agree with that. Okay, I, I agree with that. Amen. But mentally, you set up habits yeah. of doing that, whereas I ask you for forgiveness, but you're really not asking for forgiveness. You're really not receiving it. You're just giving lip yeah. service because you really don't believe it until you see the proof of it, but you're yeah. never going to see the proof of it because you haven't received that yeah. love. And I didn't want to do that because to me, that was associated with hurt. Yeah. Receiving forgiveness, giving forgiveness instantly was associated with hurt. If I do that, I'm going to be hurt in just a couple minutes. So it was a... It was a painful thing. Of, I don't. I don't want to forgive yeah. instantly. So how am I going to receive forgiveness instantly if I have that mindset yeah. with it? Yeah, it, yeah. That is a very hurtful mindset that would hold people in bondage. And so that's why you have to see that forgiveness is an instantaneous thing. And I, when I say instantaneous, I don't mean that there's any lingering peace. Mm -hmm. The Lord literally says, 
It's it removed as far as the east is from the west. And that means basically if, if you and your sin set off in one in an east direction and one in the west direction, they're always going to be going east and west. They'll never turn around and go the other direction and meet yeah. each other again. You see, they're always going to be going as far away as they can. And then he, the other thing he says is your sins are thrown into the sea of forgetfulness. Yeah. When the word says they're blotted out, that our ink today has uh, chemicals in it to etch the paper. At that point of writing, they didn't have that. When they blotted out, it was gone. You couldn't see it again. There was nothing yeah. left in that way. So by the counsel of the word, we see that when we literally ask God for forgiveness, and we receive that forgiveness, it's gone. Yeah. Poof. You know, it's gone. And for us to think that I still have to watch yeah. to see if I'm actually walking in forgiveness and repentance is a lack of faith in the in the repentance the first in the first yeah. place. You see? No. Lord, I by faith, Lord, I I'm not doing this on my own. Lord, by faith, you paid the price for me to be forgiven. I'll never pay another price for Higher than that. I'll never pay another price higher than the life of Jesus Christ. I ask you to apply what you did. Hear that. I ask you to apply what you did, Jesus, to my life. Mm -hmm. Wipe out this sin. Forgive me. And I receive forgiveness, which yeah. also means I forgive myself, not based on what I did, but I receive that forgiveness. And if that is truly, you know, you're mentioned in scripture, if that is truly repentance, the works will back that up, yeah. right? But you don't wait to see the works to believe. You believe and receive, believe that you have received, and then that love that you received will then empower you yeah. to walk out that true repentance. Yeah. So. Yeah, the two parts of life for me, like with that, obviously I wasn't in that situation, but I've faced similar things. And that for me was one of the biggest opportunities. I talked to Pastor Nicole about this within the last year because I'd see people apologizing for the same thing over and yeah. over. And I'm like, what's the point? Like, just yeah. just don't apologize. <laughs> like, yeah. just, and, and I asked Pastor Nicole, I'm like, at what point do you like, do you stop believing in a person? Basically, is was the yeah. boiled down version of my question. I was like, I don't see change. I don't see fruit. So when do you stop? And she, like, again, paraphrasing our conversation, she basically asked, when did God stop with you? And I, I and again, she pointed me back to what's the, what's their direction, regardless yeah. of the position on it. Yeah. Are they purposing themselves yeah. to try and grow? Like, yeah. even if they're falling every single step, are they standing back up? Are they continuing to go? Like, yeah. and she, what she encouraged me to do is you keep applying faith in God the way that God applies faith in you. Yeah. And yeah. I, this, the two parts of life that has changed so much of just ministry in general and believing in people because we talked about it yesterday as well. It's not just receiving God's love and then I give it back. It's how the lens of viewing others yeah. should be. It's not that I'm God, but in a situation, if someone wrongs me, I'm then in that position to, what do I do? Am I going to legally allow the grace of God yeah. to come in because I'm going to sow love into you yeah. the way that God sowed love into yeah. me and I've done it wrong and praise God for the moments the Lord's helped me to do it right. Yeah. 
Yeah. But that it's changed everything and continue well, is continuing. In to. a in a person like that, you would you know you put faith that God can help them change and trust in the Lord, but you don't put trust in them. Right. You know, in because they've shown that they're not trustworthy. So some people make the mistake of, well, I know that they you know that they've you know lied to me about getting this job done 20 times before, but I'm believing the best in them, so yeah. I'm going to put them on this job. No, you don't put them on that job. You be wise as a serpent. They're the wrong person. They've already proven to you. Until they prove that they're trustworthy to yeah. be on that job, you don't put them on that job, right? However, you, you still have mercy on them that they're changing. Here's what you're looking for. And you'll see this. You can see this in people if you're looking with eyes of, of faith and looking with eyes of love and mercy. Yeah. It's Romans 8, 13. For if you are living according to the flesh, you must die. But if by the Spirit you are putting to death the deeds of the body, you will live. In other words, that doesn't mean, and, and this is what we'll do, especially when we start growing in some things, We'll start attributing our our rate of change to other people. If you don't change at the same rate I change, then you're not even godly. Are you even born again? You know, if you don't change the same rate I change. Yeah. Listen, it took me years to get up to a rate of change <laughs> that was decent. Yeah. It took me years. At the beginning, it was very little rate of change, but it was changing. Yeah. And so you look for changing. Are they still Come into church. Yeah. Are they diligent? Are they stretching themselves? Maybe slow, maybe little, but are they headed? And that's what you were saying. And that's what the Lord gave us years ago was, are they in the direction of God? Or yeah. in, the, in the direction of the world? They may do worldly things still. They may still have some habits, but are they heading towards God? And that really helped me to place that. Yeah. Like I can look at people and say, well, they're not where I want, want them to be. They're not changing at the rate of change I'd like for them to change, but they are heading there. Yeah. As long as they're heading there, that's what I need. Because if they keep heading there, they'll pick up steam. Yeah. They'll, they'll get faster and faster. So it, it's important for us to see that and to understand that change. So Joni yeah. had a question. Yeah, she wanted to know, how can you break the mentality of feeling like you have to earn his love? How can you be a better receiver of his love? And I think you've, you've talked about it some. Yeah, I have. So, you know, understand that receiving of his love, first of all, receiving of his love is not based off of, not really based off of what you did or didn't do. Receiving of his love is a gift that was poured out when we did our worst. And you can see that in Romans 5, verse 6, 8, and 10. Yeah. So a lot of times people rate, like some people will say, well, God will never forgive me. He's already forgiven you. Mm -hmm. He's already, it, it says he's not holding the sin. Look at this. This is 2 Corinthians 5, and I think it's 19 maybe. Let me get there. 2 Corinthians Chapter 5, watch this, verse 19. Namely, God was in Christ, this is already done, reconciling the world to himself. In other words, making the world right with him. So yeah. God was in Jesus, making the world right with him. He already has said it here. Not counting their trespasses against them. Who's them? The, the world. world. The world. And he has committed to us the word or the ministry of 
getting people right with him. He's already done that. He's already not holding. If you go into Luke chapter 2, when Jesus was prophesied about by the angels, he said, he said, with men, blessing be on men, with whom he's pleased. Yeah. How could he be pleased with us when we were enemies and sinners and helpless? How could he be pleased with us? He can be pleased with us because of what Christ did. Yeah. It's not because of what we did, it's because of what Christ did. So reception of his love has to do with how good he is and what he's already paid. And then, and then we need to just be receptive. And so, well, one of the things, where is her? Uh, right there. Okay. How do you break the mentality of feeling like you have to earn his love? We need to get in his word more, and we need to understand him. You know, the word of God is what will divide those small areas of our thinking. The word of God. I see people with problems all the time, and they don't, under, they don't know his word. I, I never... In the last few years, it's really stuck out to me more than ever the verse where Jesus says, you err not knowing the scriptures nor the power of God. Yeah. I was shocked when I first started pastoring, and I continue to be shocked, just not as much as it was at the beginning, at how little people know about the word. They think that they've arrived and they don't know the word. But when you get into the word of God and you study and you meditate on his love, then what happens is that word starts to become sharper. I mean, it already is, but it starts to become for them sharper than a two-edged sword, able yeah. to divide asunder soul and spirit. And that's what we need. We need a dividing of that so that we see clearly what is the Lord and what isn't. And so in order to get to that place, we need to get in the Word. Yeah. That's why we need to, you know, people need to be listening to what's the Word every day. They need to be listening to and putting in the Word. They need to be studying and meditating on the Word. This is our life. There's life in here, and, and people just don't know enough yeah. of it. They, they just don't know enough of it, including me. I don't know enough of it. That's why I want to stay in it daily. And He commanded us to. Yeah. So the other part is, how can I become a better receiver of his love? Well, you know, most of the things that's holding us back from reception of his love is condemnation because we don't feel worthy of it. Yeah. And that, again, comes from the word. We've got to be in the word. But if we don't do what I talked about earlier about getting rid of condemnation and truly repenting and receiving that repentance and that freedom instantly and forgiving ourselves— we won't be good receivers of his love. Uh, so when we see his love, not only does it get good things to us, but it prepares us to receive those good things. We've got to see just how good God is. Yeah. And again, that's why the goodness of God leads men to repentance. So when you got some demonic spirit, or maybe it's not a spirit, but that thought was a demonic thought that says, you're not good enough. You're not worthy enough. You you're just you don't know what you're doing. You're too slow. You're taking too long. You're just messing up all the time. When you got that demo, those demonic thoughts going on, you've got to go back to who God is. It it doesn't have to do. Of course we had that situation when we started. Of course we can fall into those situations. 
But that has nothing to do with the goodness of God and his love. His love will make us right to receive, make us righteous, the righteousness of God in Christ. And when we can receive, his love will handle all of that. So stop looking at you. Stop looking at how messed up you've been, how many times you've missed it. Look at him, at his love. It's the goodness of God that leads men to repentance. Stop thinking about that demonic thought. That pity in yourself, yeah. that, that emotional junk. Stop yeah. looking at that and receive God's goodness. He loves you. He's got great plans for you. No plans for tragedy. Yeah. He loves you with an everlasting love. His love is pure towards you and there's light of it. There's no variation or shifting shadow. And his love is strong enough to beat down the worst sin that you ever did in your life. Yeah. That's who he is and he wants to give it to you. Get in the place of receiving it. Amen. Amen. Buddy's comment was fun. He says, I almost asked, what can I do to receive his love more? But then I realized I was focusing on part two more than part one. Yeah, it, <laughs> it is. It's like, just receive. Like, he's so good. Lord, I just receive. Yeah. I just receive your love. I just receive your love. Yeah. yeah. And and it is. That's exactly it. I, I wasn't going to point that out, but it, it does help. It does help for us to get better at his reception, but get see his love for what it is in the beginning. You know, his love's bigger than all my mess ups. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Hannah asked, how do we avoid being legalistic with ingesting the word of God? Don't be. Amen. <laughs> like, there you go. <laughs> we, it's really simple. Like, if, if somebody says you have to read a certain number of hours or certain verses or books a day, that's unless God said that to you directly, don't. Yeah. Don't. You don't have to. You should be in it. You should meditate yeah. on the word day and night. Then you'll make your way successful. But who said there's nothing in here that says you need even some people say, Oh, you know, can you not tarry an hour? And then people get legalistic over praying an hour yep. the, every day. And it's like, don't move into the legalism. I you know, what if what if my relationship with Nicole, she laughed. I was like, don't. <laughs> She's like, oh, okay. And so, um, and that's a good response. Okay. <laughs> All right, good. And just make it that simple. It's not complicated. Yeah. But think about if I made my relationship with Nicole, if I don't have one hour of personal time with her every single day, our relationship's in trouble. It's fear-based. It's fear-based. It's, it's legalistic. And now my relationship, we don't have that time yeah. every single day. Yeah. Some days we have more. Some days we have less. It's not a, did I do this today? Oh, God. Oh God. Did, I, did I spend at least 30 minutes, an hour with her today? You know, what kind of relationship yeah. is that where I've got to check the box to make the relationship right? Yeah. No, it's we're in relationship whether we get that time or not. And some days we get eight hours a day and some days we get, you know, two minutes. Yeah. And literally, I mean, that's the way some days are. And so I make it my plan that I'm praying in the spirit as much as I can. I get into the word. I try to get into the word and meditate on the word day and night. Some days I'll get in there and I'll read and I'll read for hours. I don't do that all the time, but some days I'll read for hours. Yeah. Some days I'll read for a couple of minutes. 
but I try every single day to take something in the Word and meditate on it. Yeah. Pray it out in the Holy Ghost. I'll take a scripture. I'll meditate on it. I'll think about my message that I preached on Sunday. I'll meditate on that. Yeah. I'll read over it again, you know, in that way. Yeah. I'm, in other words, I'm in constant fellowship. I'm not, it's not like a, a when can I you know, do this. I'm, I'm in fellowship all the time. Yeah. I'm living in that place. If I get in my car... And I'm generally praying in the Holy Ghost. I'm, yeah. I'm seeking the Lord. Lord, what do you want to do? Where, you know, what what uh, do you have on the agenda? Yeah. What do you want to do today? I don't. I don't even make. I've I've lived my life now for a while, where I don't. Hey, hey there, from Kenya. Good to see you. Um, I don't live my life. I don't. I don't schedule everything out with, okay, at this time I'm going to be here, at this time I'm going to be here, we're going to go to this restaurant and we're going to do this. I don't do that. Why? Because I've, if I haven't heard that from the Lord, yeah. I don't want to set my mouth on it. Yeah. Because I want to keep my yes be yes and my no be no. And I know he may change that. And if I if I get in and let's say that just going to a restaurant, let's say that he told me to go, or let's say that I told somebody I'm going to Burger King at 5 p.m., and then I get to 3 p.m. and the Holy Ghost says, "I need you at uh, I need you at McDonald's at 4:45 because I'm going to have you meet somebody." Well, now I've put my word out there yep. and I've announced that, and now I have to go back and change it. So I don't just say that stuff. Yeah. I, I, that's why you'll and you see it in the Word, Lord willing. You know, I'll do, I'll be there. Lord willing, I'll be there. Yeah. I noticed br uh, Brother Ted Sr. says that a lot, and I appreciate that. He says, Lord willing, I'll be there. In other words, he's leaving that up to the Lord to change something, to move something. He's not trying to set it directly yeah. because the Lord may change. And if I set something that the Lord was actually going to change, I missed it by speaking out of turn. Yeah. So, what I'm saying is I don't try to set up this system of legalism. I just live in that flow yeah. all the time with him. I'm praying without ceasing, praying in the Holy Ghost. I have a spirit of prayer on all the time. Yeah. I'm meditating on the word day and night. I try to always put something in. I'm meditating on it. I'm thinking about it through the day. If I've got any quiet time, I'm either praying or I'm thinking about that. You yeah. Know? Uh, yesterday, we come back from uh, Carowinds from the theme park. Luke and I, I did my job well. He fell asleep within 10 minutes of leaving. I was like, hey, good job, Dad. You're warm <laughs> out, you know. And uh, I was driving down the road, had about 45 minutes to go. I said, hey, I'm going to pull up Brother Tracy and listen yeah. to this message, this uh, class that he taught. And so I listened, and that was some teaching going in because I had a few extra minutes. And I was like, praise God, I got yeah. some time to put the word in from somebody preaching to me. Yeah. And so you live in this fellowship. And that's a lot of times we get so legalistic over how long do we pray? How many, uh, how long do we read our Bible yeah. for, right? How long do we spend in worship and all that? Just, just flow with yeah. the Holy Ghost. Keep it simple. Lord, show me what to do. I'll do it. Yeah. And uh, keep it simple in that way. Now, don't go a, a week and never crack your Bible. You know, that, that would be probably you missing it. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, don't go a week and not pray. That would be you missing it. Yeah. So, amen. But you don't have to be scared about it. And I know, like, yeah, from that, yeah. that's where I was, is I, like, when I first started ministering to the youth here, I would get to Sunday and then feel like I hadn't earned a message or an anointing. 
Like yeah. I, I didn't yeah. earn this. And so I, I would get so in my head about it. And there's such a freedom in the relationship yeah. with him. Like he just wants you. Yeah. Like he, yeah. that's all he cares about is you. Yeah. Not earning the time, not not being so rigid of I must do my devos daily yes. at this minute yeah. and if it's late I'm he's gonna slap me like he can tell you while you're yeah. working the same thing he can tell you while you're reading yeah. the word it's just trusting his ability to communicate with you yeah. and being diligent to seek him yeah. like don't not being lazy but he there's he has so many different ways to input to you it's important for us to just stop and to esteem him throughout yeah. our day. You know, I, one of the things that I noticed was I would, especially early on in pastoring, I would receive a lot of words while I was getting ready. Yeah. And and specifically in the shower. Like I'd be in the shower and, and the Lord start talking to me. You know why? Because I couldn't do anything else. I couldn't get on the phone. Couldn't talk to somebody. It was just me and the Lord. And all of a sudden, I'd, I'd be like hearing his voice. Yeah. And so a lot of times we need to, it's good for us to esteem it, but it, it's not something where you have to get legalistic about it. Just flow yeah. in that relationship. Yeah. He loves you, you know. He loves you. And he loves you. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he loves you very much. Paid a dear price to connect with us. And uh, stop, we don't have to carry the weight of it. Stop Stop carrying the weight, the anxiety. Just receive his love. Yeah. There was a song that one of my pastors did a while back. It was, I believe in the love. And uh, you just believe in his love. That song really meant something to me, and it, and it changed my way of thinking because it was like, when, you, when you're believing for God to heal you, you're not really believing for healing. You're believing, does God love me? Yeah. That's really what you're believing, and that's yeah. what that song was about. It's like, I believe in the love. If he loves you, he'll heal you. Yeah. He's got the power to do it, right? Mm-hmm. If he loves you, he'll heal you. If he loves you, he'll forgive you. Yeah. If he loves you, he'll restore you. Mm-hmm. If he loves you, he'll protect you. See, and that's just it. Do we believe in his love? Because when we believe in his love, now we can receive it. Yeah. Lord, I believe you love me. Meditate on this love. Meditate on... You know, especially like James 1, 17, that's a huge verse, you know, where every good and perfect gift comes from above, from the Father of lights with whom there's no variableness or shadow of turning. None. Mm -hmm. There's not even a variation of his love towards you. It is pure and it is perfect. It is is 100% all the time. That's who he is towards us. There's no shadow pointed at you. There's no shadow pointed at me. It's his love. It's just one of the greatest things. And uh, that's that's what we have to see is just how much he loves us. Yeah. And then when you go and it says perfect love casts out all fear. In other words, he loves me so much that I never have to fear over one thing. What? Perfect love cast out all fear. Yeah. There is no fear in love and God is love. That means his love towards me will take me to a place where I don't have to fear anything. Yeah. That means if I am fearing something, then I've, I've got a lack of revelation of his love. If I'm fearing something, I've got a lack of revelation of his love. Mm-hmm. You know, If I'm feeling like I, I just give up, then I've got a lack of revelation of his love because I'm fearing that I can't get through it. Yeah. I'm, I'm missing his love. I've got a lack of revelation of his love. It, you know, And when you see this... You, um, there was another scripture. Anyway, 
Maybe he'll come back to me. But he loves you. He loves you with an everlasting love. It's so pure. It's so perfect. Every good and perfect gift. Every one. Every little thing. Every big thing. That's a manifestation of how much he loves you. Yeah. You said uh, yeah. when you receive God's lo- love, you receive his healing. Yeah. I got to see that really clearly uh, several weeks ago for the first time. Yeah. I don't know if you remember, but I I had a fever and I was feeling really bad. I was in like my muscles, everything were in a lot, yeah. in a lot of pain. I was really nauseous and I had like a stomach bug or something. And I was, I, um, you had prayed for me and I was like, okay, I received the healing. And then I was still feeling all of these things, and I needed to go and do things, and I was just feeling horrible. And I'm like, I don't even know how to not be in bed right now. I'm still feeling really bad. And I was like, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Like, I don't know how I'm I'm not... properly receiving my healing right now and you were talking to me and because I was like well I don't want to ask for prayer again because I already received prayer and if I ask for prayer again then I won't be in faith for what I already and I had this whole cycle going on in my head of what am I doing (laughs) wrong this whole cycle and and listen to your question what am I I doing wrong yeah instead of what has he done right mm -hmm. yeah yeah so you're like well you may not have this whole, whole you know, you, you may not have it all figured out, but is God merciful? Is God yeah. going to want you to be here in pain, nauseous, not feeling well, and be like, well, you haven't figured, you haven't figured it out, so I'm just going to leave you here. Well, your face's not quite where it needs to be, so I'm just going to leave you here. And I'm thinking, yeah, like, that's what I, that's what I need to do. I need to, yeah. I need to, whatever. And you're like, God is, that's like, God's merciful. And even though I already prayed for you before, like, yeah. I can pray for you again. Yeah. And so you started praying for me. And you were like, just don't even think about the. I gave you the two parts of life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You said, don't yeah. even think about, you know, what have you done? Have, how, how yeah. you said, just right now, you said, I'm going to pray for you. Just receive his love. That's it. Just receive his love. Yeah. And you said, as soon as you did that, as soon as I started, you know, I could just sense his love and everything, yeah. and you were praying for me, and the fever instantly stopped. stopped. <laughs> and it was just by receiving his love. Like, yeah. I wasn't even focused on the healing anymore. Yeah. I wasn't focused on, mm-hmm. am I in faith or anything? I was just receiving his love. That's what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's where I was saying, I was trying so hard as a minister before, and I went to the two parts of life, and it just makes it simple. It just works. Why? Because it's God's plan. Yeah. It's God's plan. And so here it was. You tried. You would prayed. Everything wasn't working. You just received as the Lord. You're good. I love you. You love me. You know, and you received his love. The other verse that I was thinking about was um, Romans chapter 8 and verse 32. And so we know Jesus, God gave his son. He gave his son. This is how much he loves us. This is how much God loves you. He gave his son to die for. Yeah. Gave his son. And Romans 8.32 says, How will he with Christ, with Jesus, with his son, not, how would he not do this? Freely give us all things. Mm-hmm. So you look at that right there and you see his love. He's like, well, if he'd give us Jesus, he'd give us everything. He loves us. When you receive that love. And can you just feel like, you, I, in the middle of this, like the presence of his love just filled this broadcast, you know. And I hope that you can feel it too. I imagine that you can but right now, I just want you to receive his love, whatever you're doing, you know. 
Um, if you're driving, you may even want to pull over and, and lift your hands. But right now, just receive his love. Mm-hmm. Just, Father, right now, we just get in the place. You love us bigger than our mess. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> just, just say that with me. Just say, Father. Father. I give you my mess. I give you my mess. My mess ups. My mess ups. My sins. My sins. I repent. I repent. I'm not doing them anymore. I'm not doing them I'm anymore. I'm not thinking wrong. I'm not thinking wrong. I'm not thinking. I'm, I'm not, not pitying thinking, myself. I'm not pitying myself. I'm not thinking demonic thoughts. I'm not thinking demonic thoughts. Negative thoughts. Negative thoughts. Your word says that I should think on things worthy of praise. Your word says that I should think on things worthy of praise. And if they're not worthy of praise, I shouldn't give them another thought. I should just stop it. I should stop. Amen. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Right. I should just stop because mm-hmm. it's not of you. So yeah. I'll do it. Doesn't make sense to my logical brain and my legalistic brain. Mm-hmm. But Lord, I just, I'm going to do exactly what you said. Absolutely. I receive of you. Mm-hmm. And so, Lord. Lord, I receive, I receive your love, your love right, now. right now. I believe, I believe you, love me you love me with an everlasting love, with an everlasting love that has no shadow in it. That has no shadow and Lord, in right it. now we just receive your love. We receive your love, Lord. Lord, we receive Jesus as the Savior of our souls. We receive Jesus as the Savior of our souls. The Savior of our lives. The Savior of our lives. We make him the Lord. We make him the Lord. Lord, we'll take that love. We'll take that love. And we'll love you back. And we'll love you back. And we'll love you, Jesus. And we'll love you, Jesus. By making you the Lord of our life. By making you the Lord the of director. our life. The director. The director. Everything you tell us to do. Everything you tell us we'll to do. We'll do it. We will do it. Not just to get ahead. Not just to get ahead. Or to pay a price. Or to pay a price. But because we just love you. But because we just love you. And we'll you. be empowered by the love and you we'll give be us. empowered by the love you give us. We believe you died for us. We believe that you died for us. Showed us that love. Showed us that love. And then didn't stop with death. And then didn't stop with death. But you poured out your love. But you poured out your love. That brought life back. That brought life back. To the dead. To the dead. And where we were dead. And where we were dead. We were raised to life. We were raised to life. By your love. By your love. Father, we receive it today. We receive it today. And right now, just receive his love. Father, pour out your love. Heal bodies right now. Heal minds. Restore things right now. Lord, bring the peace that passes understanding, peace that doesn't even make sense. I just sense that right now. I sense the peace mm-hmm. of God entering into minds and homes like it wasn't before yeah. this broadcast started. Lord, thank you for bringing that peace right now. Thank you, Father. And because we love you, we'll do what you say. Mm-hmm. We, won't, we won't be doing things the world has taught us is okay. Uh, we'll, do what, we'll do what you tell us to do. Because we love you. Because we love you. Because we love you. And it's just that simple. You love us with an everlasting love. You're giving to us all the time. If you, if you love us that much, then Lord, we want to love you. We want to do things right. Father, we praise you and we worship you. Give you the glory. Healing be now. Restoration. Provision. Deliverance, Father. Saving in every area of saving that people need. Let it be now as they receive your love. We just praise you and worship you and we give you the glory, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 If you receive something today, just put some hands up in the comments. I believe it's quite a few people. Mm -hmm. So did you get something out of it? Is the two parts of life different 
Do you see it? Can you, can you grasp it? Even if you have, don't have it in full revelation yet, can you see, oh, there's something to this, right? Well, that's what it did with us as well. It changed everything. I remember after that, we said our number one ministry here at Boomerang is to minister the two parts of life. Because yeah. if we can get people to receive, it'll change things. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Yes. Well, we thank you for being on with us today. We sow this broadcast into you. <laughs> Greg just put some I, hands up. I know. It makes me laugh. <laughs> he wrote, he typed out some hands up. Caleb, I saw you at the revival last week from a distance. I mm -hmm. wish I could have seen you and said hello. Yeah. Amen. Grayson put hands up. Hannah put hands up. Go ahead. Amen. Well, we sell this broadcast into you each and every single day, and we thank you for being on with us. Thanks for hanging on this whole time. I know it's been a little bit longer than normal, but the Word of God is good, and yeah. He always desires to bless his people. Yeah. And another avenue of that is he set up the system of sowing and reaping. Yes. And so this broadcast, it is free. It is a gift that we're giving to you. But the system of God is also designed that for people who want to tap into it. He's there to bless yeah. them. So if today you would like to sow into this broadcast, you're not sowing into us specifically, you're sowing into yeah. the Lord. This is God's soil. This is yeah. God's broadcast. And we purpose with each seed that comes in to pray yeah. over it, to bless it, and to only do what the Lord says to do with those things. Yeah. And we're a ministry for souls. So today, if the Lord's, if you receive from the Lord and you want to invest your seed in ground that goes out after him, then so today, yeah. be obedient to what he's telling you to do. You can go to the QR code, scan it. It'll take you to all the different ways we have to give. Or you can go to giveww.org and you can sow there as well. But your seed will be blessed not by us, but by the Lord himself. Yes. Because those who are faithful with their seed, he is a blessing yeah. God. He's a God who blesses yeah. those seeds. Thank you, Grayson, for that uh, giving that you gave. Amen. Lord, bless every person. Yeah. We just praise you, Father, you, for Father. your goodness. And not only the seed that's yeah. coming in, but Lord, thank you for the harvest yeah. that's coming up in their lives. We thank yeah. you for their harvest mm -hmm. in Jesus' name. We want to see a bunch of harvest in the lives of yeah. people. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. It's harvest time. It is. It's harvest time, and it's our year of increase. Yeah. It's yeah. happening right now. Yeah. Amen. And another way to experience a year of increase, Brother Ted Shuttlesworth Sr. is coming this weekend. Yeah. The tent's going up right now. We have men yeah. out on the field getting that set up. If you do not have a church that you call home, Boomerang is going to host Brother yeah. Ted Sr. here this Sunday. And he's going to be ministering here. And then Sunday night through Friday night, he's going to be at the YMCA Park here in Albemarle. It's your year of increase. Be <laughs> at the place where the Spirit of God is moving, and He is moving through Brother Ted's ministry, yeah. Faith Alive, and here in the tent meetings. It's going to be powerful. It is going to be powerful. Yeah. Grayson said, cannot wait. It's going to be so fun. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Well, we love you so very much. We will see you soon tomorrow, lunch plus 1130, and wrap it up. Amen. Bye. Bye. <laughs> we'll be back. <laughs>